Yeah, I think he's he's an all-around winner. I don't think Steph, you know, really cares too much about that. I know that he obviously wants that Bill Russell Award and to be the Finals MVP. Uh, but I think that guy ultimately just wants to win chips, and you know that's that's what talks. So, um, and for me personally, that guy is stamped as uh, the best shooter, hands down, that's ever played the game. Uh- Opulent Inventory, our proud partners here on the show. From iPhones to MacBooks to Apple TV to Apple Watches to trade-ins and much more, now you can have the Apple product of your dreams. Visit Opulent Inventory on opulentinventory.com and on Instagram. My guy Nash and Gardy are the very best in the game to provide you the Apple product of your dreams. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome everyone back here inside of our studio Z in WNSC Radio. Myself, my ride partner, Michael Gray, back at it again. No longer tri-state area for the moment. He's back <laughs> home in the DMV. But uh, it's a pleasure to have you back on here yet again. This is season four, for episode 14 of our great show, Mike. And folks, we have a great guest that's on with us today, Golan Cohen, who is the accountant executive for the Orlando Magic is here with us today. Our topic and our title for this segment is called, Do You Believe in Magic, Golan? Because that's exactly what happened about a week and a half ago when the lottery came and the Orlando Magic's yet again struck gold in picking that number one overall pick. Uh, how is it? How are you feeling today, my man? Yeah, I'm great. Uh, this is uh, this is a long time coming for us here in Orlando, especially our, our fan base, and we we deserved it. Uh, yeah. I, there was a big uh, lot of circulation of, of our reactions. We were all our whole sales team was actually in the Icon Lounge at the arena watching, and uh, we were jumping up. It, it was like it was like we won the Super Bowl or something. <laughs> so that is our Super Bowl right now. Uh, but getting the number one pick, uh, it's got to be the biggest thing right now, especially in this time. Uh, outside of being in the playoffs. So we're, we're excited. We're looking forward to it. We're going to bring a star here in Orlando. And uh, that, that, it's going to be great. That's the next best thing, right? If you can't be in the playoffs, you got to make sure that you hit on the lottery. That's that's the that's the next best thing. You, you've got a very intriguing story. I want to uh, start back to um, how it all started. Um, how did you get into this industry? What was the ins and outs? And, and talk to us about that journey of you climbing up the ranks and um, how you got here. Yeah, yeah. And, and I remember chopping it up with you too at uh, you know, at an yep. event that we had at our um, event with, yep. with with Professor B and and you know, Dr. Buckstein is, is somebody that I truly uh, look to for for anything. Even in this point in my career, I'm I'm super thankful for the opportunities I get. It's funny, man, because I was actually in his intro to sports business class. I was my junior year of college. I I took that class with him. And it just stuck with me. I remember uh, being in that class and him speaking. And he said, who really wants to, to be in, to get into sports and to, to work in sports? You know, who's doing this class to, to get an extra three credits and who's actually, you know, trying to be in sports? And, you know, we raised our hands. I raised my hand, of course. Um, he said, get into sales. Uh, get into sales, get started in sales, um, learn the industry, uh, learn how to sell and sell yourself. And that just stuck with me. So I, uh, I worked on that. I worked towards that. Um, I actually, you know, my last year of college, one of my last two years of college, I was also, um, I, I worked as an intern for Northwestern Mutual, came across one of my, my current colleagues now, met him, 
um, told him, hey, you know, I'm looking for any opportunity with the Orlando Magic. I'm currently with Northwestern Mutual selling. I want to sell sports and do what you do. And I was lucky enough to get connected with him, and um, he gave me the opportunity. I was a brand ambassador at UCF, so I was selling tickets on campus. Uh, just, you know, humbling opportunity to do that in my, my last semester. Um, just did really well with it, man. Kicked ass and, and uh, was the number one seller for that program. Um, you know, and from there, they offered me a full-time position before I graduated. So went from brand ambassador to graduating and then starting my position uh, within a three-and-a-half-month span. So got very lucky and fortunate for that. Definitely. I, I found it interesting because that, that is how we, 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 we chopped it up. We chopped it up at that seminar at the Amway Center when we, when we previously met. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Golan, talk to me about this young up-and-coming Magic team. There's a lot of promise on this team. I know the record doesn't speak to how competitive or how hard this team actually played throughout the season, but uh, when you look at the roster top to bottom, there's some young talent there, some young uh, – uh, there's some developing that needs to be done, obviously, but there's a lot of youth on this team. Talk to me about where this team could look three to four years down the line and, and how well they can develop, especially with getting this number one pick. Yeah, good question. Like, sky's the limit here with these guys. Like, they're, they're young. They're hungry. Everybody wants to win. Um, and if you see it, if, if you're at games, I mean, you look at the bench, you can't tell if we're up by 20 or down by, down by yeah. 30, you know? These guys, like, the energy is there. And what's good about it is, like, just our culture from top to bottom, you know, uh, starts with our ownership. And and uh, we want to win. I, I believe we truly want to bring in a winning product to Orlando. It's been hard with all these rebuilds. Um, but, you know, we have the core pieces. And, you know, we have some we have some certified hoopers. I mm-hmm. mean, you look at – you look at obviously Markel, um, getting Markel for a steal in that trade, that, that trade with Philly. Um, I mean, we gave away essentially nothing, uh, you know, second round pick for him, who this guy was the number one pick for a reason. He came back the last, I would say, 10 games, 15 games of the season, and he was a spark. I mean, he had obviously made everybody better. Um, he was able to score, he was able to create shots for teammates. Um, he plugged right in. Cole's also another spark plug just off the bench. Love him. He's a he's a gym rat. Um, that guy's in the gym twenty four. I actually chopped it up with with Coach Mosley, um, who is our head coach, obviously, and and you know he was talking about how he can't get you know some of these guys out of the gym. They're all in there, and and uh, Cole was one of them that he brought up. That's just a huge gym rat and is always in there and and getting after it. So it's it's good to hear those things positive. Uh, adding a number one pick is just an extra, extra fuel to the fire right there. And I think the guys are more excited about that. You know, sometimes you think teams they're hey, you know, we're bringing in somebody that is obviously a top talent and they may be selfish, but these guys could be more excited to bring somebody in to add in another piece to the equation and, and go out there and win with some ball games. Terrence Ross has been somebody who has been on uh, uh, potential trade blocks these last couple of years during the trade deadline. The, the Magic have never uh, pulled the trigger, and they've actually kept him. Do you do you see them potentially pulling the trigger before uh, the trade deadline in the next uh, year or so, or do you see this as a situation where they keep him for the long haul uh, just to help build with the younger guys? Uh, Mike, he wants some inside scoop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It, you know, those guys, uh, and this is going to be the same with draft question too, um, those guys over in the front office, they do a good job uh, keeping their lips sealed and with moves. Um, they're going to they're gonna make the best decision uh, with, with Ross and whoever else uh, is in that time frame. You know, they're going to make the best decision for the team and then also for Terrence Ross. You know, we all know, like it's not unknown that that guy is a veteran and uh, – you know, he's he's obviously outside the age range. I think a lot of his teammates are. Um, but he's done a lot of good things for Orlando. So it's just going to depend a lot on, on different factors. And we'll see. With free agency coming up and everything, a lot of things can happen. This, this is a really busy free agency that's coming up here. Too. Mm-hmm. So. No doubt. No doubt about that. I want to talk about um, one of my favorite guys in the Orlando Magic, somebody that um, I have a, a, a cool relationship with. That's Jonathan Isaac. Um, we know that he's a guy that's always in a microscope. Um, he just got paid big bucks on his extension. But what he does off the court is huge. And coming out with his book called Why I Stand, obviously we know the uh, situation that happened and the bubble. Um, my question to you is, have you taken a look and read that book? And 
and talk to me about uh, Jonathan and what kind of guy he is on and off the court because I think he has a a very interesting uh, character for the Magic. Yeah, I have, I have not read the book. I, I am interested in reading it, though. I definitely want to get his impact perspective. Um, I'm not sure if it ta- – I'm sure it tailors all around a lot of his beliefs and, and also maybe his viewpoints and also probably goes back to the bubble of, of why he did stand during that, which was controversial in its own ways to some people, and some people really took the time to hear him out and understand and Ultimately, he's a great guy. He's somebody that you want to build a team around. Um, he's he's a man of faith, which I, you know, no matter what your religious views are, you got to respect a guy like that, that, that dedicates his time and efforts and everything to his faith. And um, he's super positive. I mean, he comes to some of our sales events and speaks with our clients and our, our season ticket holders. Um and he's just nothing but a, a great guy, a great young man. So we're, we're like, super excited to have him. Uh, it's somebody that we can, we're building a team around, too. And he's, he's a big core piece to what we're doing here. No doubt. No doubt about that. I want to know, man. I, I want to know. I want to be the first to know. Um, uh, who do you think the Magic are going to take with that top pick? And, and what do you think the Orlando Magic themselves will do? Uh, I, I want to get both perspectives here. You've got Paolo Bencaro, who... Is 250, 6'10", polished score from Duke. Um, you, you've also got Chet Holgram, who's a, a, a two-way star that they say that his, his capability could be dominate around the rim. He could shoot the three and also shot block. And then you also you got Jabari Smith, who there's comparisons to Charles Barkley. There's this comparisons to Kevin Durant. The guy can shoot it from anywhere in the court and also – he can switch one through four and also guard one through four. So what, what, what do you think the Magic are going to do? And what's the guy that you would like them to, to pick? Oh, man. You guys are basketball heads like me, man. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about, about, like, these top guys in general. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tough to put because there's so many good things, that, like you just said, like about every single guy, um, you know, personally. I, and, and it's funny because I remember listening to a, one of your guys' episodes. Big Mike's not a big fan of Chris Middleton, but I put Jabari as, as a big comparison to Middleton. His game, mm. the way he gets score, um, the way the way he can – he actually has a high release. I've been I watched a lot of offered basketball this this uh, this season. So, you know, just seeing the way that guy can score and create a bucket. I remember in middle of the season they said that that guy uh, couldn't score off the dribble. And then I think within – middle middle of the season that guy was off the dribble could score you know averaging what he was averaging and and he fixed his game and he's constantly polishing his game same with chet chet you know they give a lot of a crap about his 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 size right but let's not forget Giannis came into the league at 190 195 pounds as well i think chet's 195 so let's not forget man these guys got to get into their big boy weight a little bit so when he does um He's, he's, a, he's a hell of a rebounder. Uh, love his game as well. Love how he can go coast to coast. That guy can grab a board and he can go um, and just play almost like a guard, like an oversized guard. And then Paulo, I'm a little biased because I'm a Duke fan. Um, you know, he's, he's just dominant. He's just like a guard, but he's, he's got size. But I'm going to be super excited getting one of those guys or, you know, you know we'll, we'll see what, what front office does on that. I gotta turn it around on you, man. Like, who who do you think is is who do you think we should draft right now? Who do you think is is somebody that would come into Orlando and be a star? I got. Well, I mean, you, uh, well, to me, uh, my my pick has always been Jabari. I think he's he's one of those generational talents that you just can't miss out on. You know what I'm saying? Just the guy, the ability for a guy to. I think about today's NBA. He's 6'10", 6'11". He can shoot from anywhere on the court, and he can defend multiple positions. That's pretty much what the NBA has come to. But listening to what you just said, you made a good point for Chet, um, who I had third on my board. But you made a good point about him because Giannis came in the league skinny and as a twig. And once he he always had the skill sets like Chet. So that he didn't have to really develop anything. He just had to put some pounds on him. So you make a good point about if Chet just put some pounds on him, you know, we're not saying he's going to be Giannis, but if he's anything comparable to that, that's that's intriguing. So that's that's a that's a good uh, thought process on that. But I, I want to know what Mike thinks about that. 
Well, well, what I th- it, it really depends. Well, Giannis, um, I think one of the biggest uh, uh, advantages for Giannis was, was his mentality. I think we have to come in and we have to see the the, the work ethic of of a, of a Chet to see how he would look. Once he does get bigger, is that gonna uh, is that going to um, halt his game or alleviate his game to some degree the way it did Giannis is from the outside? Chet has a, a a solid outside game, but not the best. And if he gets bigger, what what would that do for his outside game the way it did for Giannis? So making the necessary adjustment to your game based on your size and making sure that you you know you make sure you're you you you're at the right weight for your game. I think that's the biggest key for a player like Chet Holmgren. Yeah, yeah, and just and just get on that uh that Chipotle diet, man. Like something he's got he's got he's got he's got to eat, eat good. Hey, they all get personal chefs. I know that. So oh, I'm yeah. sure somebody will line him up with a personal chef. Just put him on like three thousand calories a day. He'll, He'll be fine. He'll get that big boy weight. No time. Mm-hmm. No time. No time there for sure. For sure. Uh, uh, there as well. We're going to be excited. Whoever the Orlando Magic takes, um, it's going to be cr- great for the city. Um, a city that's been hungry. A city that's been looking for a star for years to come. I will say this, Golan. I don't know if you know about this. Every time the Orlando Magic is at a number one overall pick, they've hit Shaq in 93 and also Dwight Howard in 2004. So if that's anything that that if history writes again, this this could be good for us. I mean, even with the if you guys remember the Chris Webber trade when we went and grabbed Penny. I mean, the whole city like booed us. They hate us for it, and then Penny became Penny. So mm-hmm. we got a good track record for it. I will say this too, man. Jeff Waltman, who is responsible for building, if you guys are familiar, he's our president of uh, basketball operations. He's responsible for building the Toronto Raptors and that championship team, believe it or not. He's, he's the one that built all those pieces before Kawhi got there. Um, but you got him, who is part of our president, who's our president of operations. And then you have Hammond, who actually was with Milwaukee and built Milwaukee. Um, he drafted Giannis. So when you got those two guys in our front offices, uh, I put all my trust into those guys. I know they're going to they're gonna build something here. They, they already are. Um, we're seeing the groundwork. Uh, we're in good hands. So those two guys are our masterminds of their craft. I get to talk to them here and there as well, and uh, it's it's amazing like how how smart. Like I'm I'm kind of basketball smart, you know. I I, I watch hoops, but those guys are like mind blowing smart. They really you pick their brain and understand how they evaluate game and how they can can tell a player if they're gonna be good and analytics. It's it's crazy, man, to see the inside of those guys' minds in basketball operations. So we're excited yeah. to we're excited to let them run the show, and they're gonna they're gonna pick somebody good. No doubt, no doubt about that. There for sure. Golan, don't go anywhere because when we come back shortly here, we're gonna go ahead and talk about the current playoffs, the Eastern Conference, the West. We'll start off the Golden State Warriors going back to their sixth championship in eight seasons. Uh, what a, what a dynasty, whatever you want to call it, and then we'll obviously talk about the Eastern Conference with you and 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 pick your brain on that. So the Sebi Podcast Radio Show live and streaming here on WNSC Radio. back here on the show again on our second episode we're back here with with, with, with Golan here and uh, we want to talk about the Western Conference champions the Western Conference champions the Golden State Warriors it's crazy they they missed the playoffs in two years and then the next time they get into the playoffs they, they head back to the finals Steph Curry winning the inaugural Magic Johnson Western Conference MVP uh, Golan I want to start off with you um, talk to us about Golden State and where most thought that the dynasty was over after KD left and everything that they've been through this year with injuries and, and, and thus far, and for them to get back to the glory days. Talk to us about that and, and what's impressed you the most about them. Yeah, I, I mean, Steph Curry, first off, the guy is timeless. I mean, he's he's averaging 26 a game right now in this postseason, uh, just playing, playing exceptional ball and, they, these guys are good. Like this, that's that's ultimately the model that I think every single team in the league is is trying to go for. They want to be a dynasty like Golden State. They want to do what they're doing. And what's crazy about it, too, Sebi, is 
they're going to be good for years on. Even past, I mean, they're in a good situation. Even past Clay, past Steph, who are getting older, they're in their 30s. Um, you know, the draft picks that they picked up, getting Wiseman um, in that year where they, you know, obviously didn't do well and they had a lottery pick. Uh, picking up Kaminga, uh, you even have Moses Moody on that team who, you know, is, is also a big core piece. So they have young pieces there that are learning that winning culture. Uh this is – and you can't even forget about Jordan Poole, who I think is somebody who's a rising star right now and, and a lot of people didn't even know about right in October, November time. So uh, these guys are learning how to win and win early in their careers. I think Golden State's going to be a, a problem for, for a lot of years, a lot of years. No doubt about that. Mike, we both picked Golden State to get to the title game. Uh, I just – we both thought that they were just too much for Luka. They had enough, enough bodies to get at them. What what happened to Dallas and, and, and what happened in this series? Uh, they ran into too much of a team, and, uh, and they, they relied too much on Luka Dockers from the totality. They needed more help consistently from their others. Uh, and that they just didn't get in crucial moments. And they needed to be more consistent through four quarters um, and closing games out. And they just weren't. The Golden State not only has the more depth, but they have more experience and, and a championship cachet. And, 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 and it was just too much for the Mavericks at this point in time. Luka Doncic was sensational. He was spectacular. We know how special he is as an individual. But as we said in the same uh, thing against Memphis, one individual great player is not good enough to beat this Golden State Warriors team, especially now with the depth and the, uh, the outside, the firepower that they have outside outside of their, their big three. This Warriors team is too deep for you to think one player consistently on a night is going gonna, is gonna to beat them. So they, they didn't get enough requisite help from the others, and that, that was the biggest problem. They ran into a juggernaut of a team that played, that stayed true to their system and their core, and as a collective unit, they were they reigned supreme, and they're headed to the finals for the sixth time in eight years. Yep, no doubt about that. That's funny. Last week you said <laughs> Dallas can say all they want to say, but Golden State got jewelry. That's yep. what Big Mike said last week. Yep. It's interesting that he. Interesting that he said that. Uh, Golan, I want to come back to you. Um, you. You pointed out Steph, and going into these finals, he's trying to get his fourth ring. Uh, he's already been there five times. This will be his sixth. Um, he hasn't won the the Bill Russell Award, that MVP, that, that finals MVP. And I think a lot of pressure's on him right now. Yeah, I think he's, he's an all-around winner. I don't think Steph, you know, really cares too much about that. I know that he obviously wants that Bill Russell award and to be the finals MVP. Uh, but I think that guy ultimately just wants to win chips and, you know, that's, that's what talks. So um, it, for me personally, that guy is stamped as uh, the best shooter hands down that's ever played the game. Um, but also he's, he's a top three point guard in my eyes. He's, he's, he's a top three point guard right now. Um, that's ever, that's ever played the game. Uh, you know, we talk about his shooting a lot, but, he also makes everybody better as well. I mean, you can't forget that guy. That guy is doing things on the court, you know, with with his team, and he's making everybody better. He's still a great defensive, and this postseason, I think he's averaging, you know, maybe over a steal a game as well. So he's playing great defense. He can obviously get assists as well. Um, but he's he's cemented himself already as one of the greats. Uh, but this will definitely be a, a little bit of a cherry on top. You want to get that, Mike? Yeah, big time, man. This um, this 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 Warriors team, what you're seeing, it's um, it's 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 tandem it's out to multiple different dynasties. I mean, this this is this is it's fun to watch. It's, it's it's a I believe dynasty is not just um singular. I believe it's multifaceted, and this Warriors team going to six finals in eight years is very multifaceted. Steph Curry, what he's done in his career, uh, it won't it will be none. Him, if he was the winner finals MVP, along with uh, all the other accolades and everything that he's accomplished in his career, building this team from the ground up, being a part of the, uh, uh, being a part of the groundworks, I do believe that that would that would, I mean, um, you know, put put him potentially in the top two. I have him in top three. I for, I um I do believe that he is more has accomplished more than Isaiah Thomas. However, I still would take Isaiah Thomas over him in a bigger games and in clutcher situations. That's just where I'm at with it. But Steph Curry is one of the greatest players we've ever seen at that position. Steph Curry is one of the most selfless superstars. When you think about how many players do you know as 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 high as he was coming off two straight MVPs would be okay with someone um coming to the team that that's obviously a, a better player at the time. 
and and be okay with that. And there'll be no friction between those two stars, no rumblings, no rumors of any headaches, anything of that. That's because Steph Curry was is secure within his role as who he is as a person, and he he submitted that minted that part of the legacy. And to me, whether he wins a championship or not, his his legacy is almost already cemented. But if he was to win a a, a fourth championship and a Finals MVP on top of that. Man, we're we're really talking heavy for stuff. I mean, he's he's up there. See, this is this is the uh, I want to bring this guy up to you guys. Um, it, it, another, it's another segue from what we're talking about Golden State, but you guys are talking about Steph, greatest point guards in that realm, um, which I do think he he does belong in that conversation. But my my thing is is that this is what I don't like about comparing all-time greats because I think it's different eras, different decades. If we're talking about greatest point guards of all time, you're saying top two, top three, like what's the list, but how do we grade it? Because you've got magic, right? Who Mm -hmm. most think is the best point guard of all time, but then you've got Jerry West, you've got Oscar, you've got Stockton, right? And Isaiah. Now you got Steph. Like, so how, how do we really grade when we say all-time greats? Are we going by impact are we going by performances? Are we going by rings, accolades? Like that—that's the thing to me because you can say Oscars has the better stats, but one can argue Stockton has the stats, but yeah. Magic got the rings, but 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 Steph's got the impact. He's impacted yes. this generation. So, I, um, I, I want to get your you guys to start this dialogue. How, how do we grade when we talk about all-time best point guards? Like, w- what are we looking at? What's the scale that we're grading it from? Greg Ola. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it is a multiple factors. I mean, and, and everybody's going to have their own taste, their own their own judgment on it. Um, me personally, I think you got to be a winner, right? And the league yeah. back in the 70s, right? And the 70s, 80s, when they were maybe even 60s, right? Like that, that league was a little bit different than what it looks like now. Something called evolution in the game too, right? Like we're not seeing... You know, I, I think I think JJ Reddick said it best. Like, if you drop Kyrie in the '60s, right? Like, <laughs> he would look like an alien. Like, he would they would just be like, "Who is this? This guy's like a wizard." Like, the the handles that he has and everything. So, like, yeah. uh, this game right now is is the best the NBA has ever seen. I mean, every, going, you know, we're in a really good state in the league and with all this talent. Um, who knows? Trey Young could be in the conversation twenty years from now with that you know if he's if he's constantly winning but i think you got to look at a winner that's what really what really 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 puts it on for me Mm -hmm. Um, there's no other better than magic for that magic johnson was a clear-cut winner from high school to college to to the pro the professional league um you know and and everything that he did uh you know on the court i mean he was he was he was great um and it had a lot to do with his size as well but he was a, a pure point guard in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. But, but I think the ultimate thing for me is just who is a winner? Who is that quarterback of the NBA? Who's coming out there? Because the point guard position is ultimately so important. And when you have a guy that can, that can lead a team to the promised land, that's what brings me to put you on that list um, um, for, for that. Yeah, yeah he, he makes a great point, especially that last part when it comes to your impact of revolutionizing the game. Steph Curry is someone who has revolutionized the game. There's a lot of there's a few players that are on that list. Steph Curry is on that list as far as someone who's revolutionized the game or helped revolutionize it over the last, I want to say, 10 to 12 years or so. The, the, from a point guard's perspective, we look at the point guard uh, shooting guard, combo guard perspective a lot differently than what we do than what we did back in 2010, 2011 before or 2009, excuse me, before Curry and those guys got drafted. So th- this is a different space uh, that we're in, and a lot of it is due to the the ability of a Steph Curry. So in that regard, it has to do um, impact, impact and winning uh, has to do with it. Um, your 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 consistency has to do with your ability to uh to to come up big in clutch moments, uh leading your team and, and things of that nature, and, and galvanizing the troops, getting the best out of your uh, out of your uh, respective weapons, or uh, and, and being able to see you go through different adverse situations throughout your career, and see you be able to go have the mental fortitude to withstand any situation that comes with it. I think that to me that 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 has impact as well. When I talk about not only just the top point guards, but like the, some of the top players I've ever seen in the game as far as rating them as well. No doubt. No doubt about that. Let's shift to the Eastern Conference, a conference that, Golan, you know very well. Um, a team that, that's in your division, 
the Southeast Division and the Miami Heat. Uh, they they have had home court in this series, but Boston leads 3-2. Um, tonight is game six. We'll see if the Celtics can wrap it up, or should I say my beloved Boston Celtics. Uh, so let me get your thoughts on this, on this series. Um, Miami has struggled, and I think part of it is Boston, what they're doing defensively, but also health and lack of offense for the heat like what are you seeing when you're trying to evaluate the series well let, let's not forget like boston just had some dogs on that team i mean i mean and they were thinking about blowing up tatum and brown at one point yeah. there was talk of that and that's just crazy to think about now like not to do that <laughs> and, and now you guys are, are going to be all right i didn't even know you were a boston fan so oh man he's smiling but, right now uh goalie yeah, don't worry about it he's yeah, smiling. yeah yeah he, he knows the, he knows Mike, why, why you got to do that? Why you got to do that, yeah. man? I can feel the smile through the phone, Seven. You gave same, it away, man. Same, same, man. I can feel it. I can feel it. Uh, I'll, I'll let you smile a little more tonight. I think you guys close it out tonight. I think you guys are going are gonna to get the job done. I don't think, I don't think Miami has a chance in the series anymore. <laughs> I, think they're, I think they're completely checked out. Um, Horford is a, is a big, big factor here, too. He's playing volleyball, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think he's getting in Bam's head. I truly think that that guy came into another another life or another uh, awakening. It's something maybe it was that Giannis beat that he had and just awakened the beast. Um, and and Horford has just been, uh, I mean, just a, a huge X factor in this. I mean, and then Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is is somebody that is is ultimately playing hard nosed defense. Uh, but you know, where Miami is just missing a lot right now. They're missing a lot on Tyler Hero. They're missing a lot on those shots. Um, you know, so losing out on him, Struess, we thought he was going to come in and start, you know, playing some potentially good games. He's starting to dip down as well. Um, seeing some, some bad ball out of Oladipo, those guys, you know, Lowry being constantly hurt. Jimmy doesn't look a hundred percent. I just don't see this. I don't see this really going. And this is not me being a, a, a Orlando Magic fan because obviously Orlando Magic and and he, we got a little rivalry here. And this isn't me exactly. being all petty. Yeah, right, being right, petty. right, right, right. I'm not being petty. I truly, I truly don't think there's a dog in this fight anymore for them. No, I think Boston's going to take this. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually really excited about to see these, see these two big, big teams at Boston and, and Golden State that go at it. It's going to be a series. It's going to be a series. No doubt. Go ahead, Mike. Your oh man, Golden, Golden, you never lied, man. We, I, I, I agree. Times ten. I mean, you, you, you couldn't have uttered more, more truer words. When you talk about these Boston Celtics team, you got to understand this. What is one fact? And it's something I've seen literally every round in the playoffs from Brooklyn to Milwaukee to this round. They force teams to tap out, man. I mean, if you watch these games as, as, as the series goes on, they force teams to check out. You, you see it. You see, they're forcing. They they're they're too relentless. Like I, the Miami Heat are one of the most physical teams, one of the most mentally tough teams I've ever seen. And it looks like the last two games they've literally checked out the physicality of the Boston Celtics. Even Game Four without Marcus Smart, the physicality of this team as a collective unit from all angles, throwing fresh bodies out there, is too relentless for certain teams. And and. I, I just feel like Miami Heat. When you when you think about the fact that they already have a situation where they 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 struggle to score the basketball and they rely so heavily on defense. When they have stretches where they're not playing strong defensively, they have to be able to uh, knock down some shots, and they haven't been able to do that the last few games. Majority of the series, to be honest with you, outside of Game One. So, uh, hats off to the Boston Celtics. Their relentless pressure is the reason why they're in this situation. Why they're going to be going to the finals by midnight tonight, and we will we will have our finals matchup set by this evening, and this series is over. Boston Golden State will be a epic. NBA Finals for the ages. Hats off to the Celtics for what they've done, and they will close this thing out tonight. You're yeah, right. It's you're, you're right. Like, uh, there's not a better coach team, I think, than than <laughs> Miami. Miami is Miami is well coached. Yeah. And to have them, like you said, like they they tap out these teams, and like Miami was the ultimate test. I, I'm I'm excited to see. You know, I, I know we're 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 shot calling here really really early. I mean, we never know. But Miami could could do something miraculous here in the next two games, but. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of excited to see what what Boston does tonight to really close out. They're very good at capitalizing. It doesn't matter if they're home court, if they're away, they can yes. play on the road. Uh, you know, just look what they did to Brooklyn, how they swept them like that. I mean, this, this team, it don't matter where if the balls if the ball is on if the ball is on the court, they're gonna go out there and play. 
And yep. also, Miami doesn't, Miami doesn't have the best uh, home court advantage. Their fans won't show up until mid-second quarter. I think a few things in this series kind of stood out to me. I think Robert Williams has been huge. Um, a guy that's in his third season who's who's been relatively banged up. But the way that they throw bodies at Bam out of bio, whether it's Grant Williams, Horford, or Rob Williams protecting the rim, when these two teams played in the Eastern Conference Finals in a bubble, Boston didn't really have that. So, and that's why Bam Adebayo had his way against us. I think all those three guys that I mentioned are in their head. And I think uh, outside of that is, I mean, Boston is relentless, man. They, man. they are relentless. It's, it's a joy to watch them play. I know I'm speaking from my heart, from a fan's perspective. But but the, here's here's the thing, man. It's a joy to watch these guys, yeah. man. They're like little, I call them gnats, man. They yeah. fly everywhere on defense. I've never seen anybody fly on defense. They switch everything. They if somebody gets beat, another guy's there to take a charge. If somebody gets beat, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing to watch basketball. My only thing, uh, and I'm gonna bring it up to you guys here, and a potential Boston and Golden State final. Um, the only thing that, that concerns me is in this series, we saw it with Miami. When Boston turns the ball over, that's when they're in trouble. Because the two wins that the Heat got, one of them, the Heat turned the ball. We turned the ball over 23 times. And the other one was that third quarter in game one where they had like eight turnovers in a quarter. So that's the thing that concerns me. Because when Boston doesn't turn the ball over, we've seen them blow the heat out south beach by 20 plus points so that's the only thing that concerns me heading to the finals i want you get you guys like a, a little preview on what do you guys think because it's gonna be a real good interesting chess match with strength versus strength the warriors offense versus the stingy defense but I, I think the only thing that concerns me is boston lallygagging with the ball that, that that's a little bit panic there I mean, we got to talk after this thing is wrapped up, man, about your your bias of, of, <laughs> of Boston Celtics, Boston sports, probably in general. You're probably I didn't even, I didn't even know this before coming on to the show, so we got to talk about you being a, <laughs> a boss, a tonight in some way, man. This is tough, but no, I mean, it's gonna come down. To, I think bully ball too. You know, I think like it's gonna, it starts with, with with defense. When when Boston's in a situation where it's a defensive powerhouse game, they will score. Right, it could be a very low score. We saw like last game, you know, it was a low scoring first half, but that they had they had their foot on their throat. They knew exactly what they needed to do. Tatum was going to turn on. If Tatum didn't turn on, you knew that Jalen Brown was going to turn on. One of those guys were going to turn on and get churning and start scoring some points, and those shots were going to fall. So I think it starts with just playing hard in those defense, switching. That's you know making sure that they're switching on all ball because they can guard multiple positions on that team as well. Um, every single player can. So I think the main lead is following up on your switching and believing in, in your players. Um, and, you know, they, they once they do that, this it's kind of a wrap for any team that plays against this team. I mean, they can play small, they can play big, uh, but I think it starts with them with defense for sure. And that's that's what's going to get them to win a championship this year and, and, and ultimately, ultimately get it done. Yeah, defense is their DNA. Your thoughts on that, Mike? Oh man, I I get so excited just talking about this matchup because I'm not gonna lie, fellas. I've been I've been potentially thinking about or studying this matchup for the last two days. And when you think about the individual matchups, not even just the team aspect, but the individual matchups uh, coming out of this thing, uh, it's it's just it's it's set up to be very physical, very fun to watch. I mean, some of the toughest buckets against elite defense at the highest stage you will see in this series on both sides of the ball. We have elite defenses and we have elite shot makers uh, at the same time. It's going to be a combination of both. It's going to be a com- it's going to be such a fun matchup to watch and I- I'm looking for I'm just looking forward to seeing how far it goes. I don't I don't I don't really see it going under 7. I mean, I think this series right here with the way these the depth of these two teams is going to be the key because both of these teams are very deep and I feel like with the depth and the the way they win by committee uh sort um uh, more so I think that that's going to be a recipe for success for on both sides, and I just don't see a scenario where it goes six. Goes six. I see it going seven, nothing less. Yeah, I don't want to hear your. I don't want to hear your opinion on this because I already know what you're going to say. Big Mike is Jason Tatum. Is Jason Tatum an MVP to you? Is he an MVP uh, elect, or or would you nominate him next year? You averaging, uh, I think, the most in the playoffs besides. Luca was averaging like thirty something, so that was yeah. kind of like the outlier because he had to, or else they would have been out rounds ago. 
But I mean, you put Tatum in an MVP conversation at all? Uh, in, in in the future, yes. He's on the rise. I mean, you see his he's coming year and year and year and year. He continues to get better and evolve his game. This playoff run that he's on, I look at, I look at that game six against Milwaukee as the game that may have turned the paradigm shift from him being a, a rising star to a potential superstar. I don't believe he's a superstar just yet. We have to see what he does in the finals and continue on consistently. However, I do believe in the future talks, he will be in the MVP conversation based on how he stepped up and turned himself into a franchise juggernaut. And and hats off to him. Congratulations to Tatum on on first team All NBA. Supermax contract is on his way. Coming soon. Yeah. yeah and, and of course, you know, I don't want to be biased here, but the brother turned the corner on defense now. Come on, he did. He's Big playing time. some defense. He's playing some defense too. So yeah, gotta so. bring that up. This this is my favorite time of the of the conversation going on where we, we try to step away from sports and just, you know, just talk as men, talk as as boys and we like to get into the personal life and, and stuff that you do off the court and or as uh, off with the Orlando Magic organization. Mike, I'm gonna let you take it away. It's a fun game that we play. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go line. You're down there in Orlando. I know it's hot, sunny out there. So I'm gonna ask you, uh, what's more your what's more your vibe, this or that, the beach or the or the club? Twenty eight. I'm getting older, so I gotta hit the beach. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hit that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about that. Um, if you could have any role with your with the with basketball, not let's just take Orlando Magic off of it, but if you could have one role that your dream role that you could be with with a basketball, whether it be basketball operations or or a, a head coach or being on the coaching staff, like what would it be? It's head coach, hands down, head coach. Like, I, I want to coach guys. I actually, in my free time, I coach a U15 basketball league. So I'm, I'm working my way up to get to get an NBA spot here soon. Now I'm in there. I'm, that's, that's my, that's my goal. That would be, that would be fun to be a head coach of the NBA team. Nice, nice. Um, let's see. Let's do it. Let's do another this or this or that. Um, Outside of outside of basketball, would you rather would you rather cover golf or tennis? You know, I'm horrible at golf. Golf's a little bit more fun to for me to to watch. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. 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 There. Um, which one do you prefer, this or that? Would you rather have lunch with a gang, or would you ever rather have brunch with a gang? Lunch with a gang or brunch with a gang? Yeah, <laughs> I guess brunch. I guess brunch for the mimosas. I think I'll say yeah. that. <laughs> uh, we all we all like the mimosas, man. We all like the mimosas. We we got some good ones down here. What's your What's your favorite spots out here for mimosas? Go on. Oh man, um, Stubborn Mule's a really good spot downtown. Um, if you guys yeah. ever get to go there, Big Mike, when you come down, man, check that out. Um, oh yes, yeah, Stubborn they, Mule. Summer Mule is a really good spot over here. Okay, good. I, I'm gonna definitely check them out. Overrated yeah. or underrated? Um, a rainy, a rainy day. Gotta say, it's underrated. Yeah. Really, really. I think, I think sometimes you need it, like especially in Florida, we need it because it's so hot here, and just to have a rainy day, it's kind of a little bit of an excuse to Netflix and hang out and you okay. know, sit on the couch. Eat some junk food. Sometimes you need those. So I like underrated. that. I like that. You would love the DMV right now because it's raining a storm outside. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, if you know that. I, it's like it's like. Where is it? Eighty-four. It's eighty-four and sunny over here right now, which isn't a bad bad day, but sometimes it's been brutally hot. Oh Last yeah, I can, I can imagine. I can imagine. You, you know that's not a bad that's not a bad thing that you said that sometimes you know you could watch a good old movie read a book or something people get all down when it gets rainy you don't want to be outside so that's that's a good point there for sure uh go long man it's been a... no go ahead no go ahead finishing points so i'll have to me we're, we're we're running we're running so much doing so many things man it's a nice rainy day that gives you a little bit of downtime to to relax take it easy i hear that Respect that. Yeah, no doubt for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, man, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, definitely got a guess in the future here with us. Uh, maybe after uh, the draft has been, you know, <laughs> finalized and everything. But it's a pleasure to have you on, my man. 
Um, you're doing great things. I've, I've enjoyed your journey. I've been there. I've experienced it with you um, being at the Amway Center. Um, and it's a pleasure to just take some time off and to come about um, your your journey, what the magic you're doing, and just it was a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much, man. It's, it's, I'm a, it's an honor to be on this uh, with you guys and, and chopping it up. Uh, I truly appreciate it. Love what you guys are doing. I'm going to keep listening in, too. Um, and, and, yeah, yeah, super excited, super excited for the season. Good job trying to get some uh, some inside inside leaks out of me on, on some drafts. But, uh, my listen, there's guys, there's lips are sealed over there, man. I couldn't even get it if I wanted to. But, uh, hey, we'll, we'll get somebody good, and I'm, I'm looking forward to circling back with you guys after the draft's over, and we'll, we'll dissect that whenever it's all done. No yeah, questions, quickly, brother. It was good meeting you, quickly man. Here, quickly here before you leave, uh, just tell some of our audience okay. and our listeners and viewers – where they can find you if we want to connect, um, where they want to see you, it, to, tell us where we can find you. So first off, LinkedIn is always the best way. Um, you know, my first name is Golan, G-O-L-A-N. Last name is Cohen, C-O-H-E-N. Uh, unusual name, but you can look me up on LinkedIn uh, hmm. with the Orlando Magic. I'm a season ticket account executive. I manage all of our seats um, and, and groups and, and everything in the building, seats and suites. So... Uh, LinkedIn's always the best. Facebook as well, Golan Cohen. And then my Instagram is going to be JewChains, J-E-W-C-H-A-I-N-Z-Z, with two Zs, 23. Uh, you can add me on Instagram as well. Uh, but all social media platforms are great to reach out <laughs> to me. Uh, and, and yeah, anything. Don't hesitate. Always happy to help, especially my UCF community. Always help, happy to help out, too. That's love, Once man. a night, That's always a night, my man. Once a night, always yes. a night. Pleasure to have Charles you on, on. my man. Thanks, Tabby. Thanks, Big Mike. Good to connect with y'all. All right. Peace, brother. See ya. No doubt. When we come back, Mike and I, we wrap things up with his closing arguments. Here on our third and final segment here today on our show, season four, episode 14. Conversation, Mike. Great conversation now with, with Cohen, man. He's he's a good guy, actually, to meet him up front. So if you're ever in the New Orlando area, man, we definitely gotta chop it up with him. He's he's a cool cat. Hundred percent, man. You know, I gotta check I gotta check out a magic game. So I'm definitely I'm gonna definitely holler at him. He seemed pretty cool. Yeah, we we we're gonna definitely hang out when I come out there. No doubt, man, and the hookup for the seats, the suites, the the, the good seats and all that. So he's definitely the hookup there for sure. Got to definitely have Golan back on the show with us here. Uh, your final thoughts here uh, today, Mike. Um, we know the tragedy that happened in Uvalde, Texas. It really had me thinking this week. You know, um, I want to share some light to that uh, right before you go. I, I think for me, it's it's crazy in this world how somebody can be inhumane enough you know, we have mass shootings, we have serial killers, we have arsons, you know, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, I, I think at it from this perspective, you know, one day I will be a father, one day you'll be a father. And in the back of our heads, we have to think about when are we going to have to talk to talk to our young black daughters or young black sons about, you know, racial oppression in this in, in this in society in this country or you know, other things like that. But it really had me thinking like, man, we drop our kids to school and we would think that that'd be one of the safest environments. And, you know, there's just evil in this world that would just come in and, and, and just try to, you know what I'm saying? Which is just with all hate and resentment in their heart, just come in and just torment and, and just destroy and destroy everything. I, I thought about those kids after the news happened in Texas that, you know, 18-year-old Caucasian male comes in, lights up teachers, students, kids. And, and it had me thinking, Mike, like, you know, one day we're going to have kids and we got to have that in the back of our heads worrying about, man, is something like tragic like this or catastrophic like this going to happen? So it, it, I just want to shine some light on that. 
Yeah, hundred percent. It was an unfortunate situation, definitely a tragedy. I want to send definitely my biggest condolences to all the families out there that lost that lost loved ones in the situation. Hurt people, hurt people, Sebi. And in a situation like this, when you have someone who, as young as the brother was, to 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 kill your grandmother, but then to kill other people as well, and then to uh, put that hurt out there on minors and children and others, other just uh, human beings out there, is it lets you know how the level of hurt and 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 and, and and pain that he obviously had to be going through, and I and we and you know hurt people really do hurt people, and so, and one 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 thing that situation definitely told me was was the you know, get the next man a get the next man lady a hug, man. Give, give, just give people a hug, just give people positive energy out here in the world because you never know what they're going through. And one hug or one positive um, affirmation or one positive just conversation with somebody to help their day, you never know what they could do. It could prevent them from making a move that they'll never regret, or that they will regret. Excuse me. So. Um, uh, condolences to the families. This is an unfortunate situation coming off a weekend of some change uh, from the Buffalo situation. You know, so right. uh, uh, just just uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sad time. But um, you know, the best way to to get through this is with love, as, as we always do. You know, love, love, love the next man, love the next woman, and um, and just just put that positivity out there. That's just, that's the best advice I can do. No doubt about that. And it had me thinking, Mike, two weeks right after uh, Buffalo, this yeah. happened. So, uh, you know, who's to say that this was plotted all along? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So uh, it's, 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 it's a crazy world. It, as long as we continue to unite and come one another, I think that's, that's the biggest thing in this world. Show love to love one strangers. Um, with that being said, it's your time to shine, my man. Take it away. Your closing arguments. Yes, sir. I wanted to keep it short and sweet today. I, I understand the Golden State Warriors are going to the championship. Hats off to the Warriors. Hats off to Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay, Jordan, all those guys. Steve Kerr, Joe Lacob in the organization. Done a great job. I want to shed light on a basketball player who I feel like is coming that they just had to go against. And I don't really say coming. He's here. Luka Doncic. That's who I want to focus on today. I want to talk about Luka Doncic. Sebi, I've been high on Luka Doncic. But I don't even realize that I've been underrating him over the last, I want to say, year or so. I didn't. I knew Luka Doncic was very good, and he's very. But I didn't realize that he was, he was that good right? until yeah. I saw him consistently perform this way in the playoffs this year, man. I mean, I I just didn't see it. he was he was somebody who just every game you saw some flair, some just like spectacular performance. This guy is special, Sebi. He doesn't let anything phase him. That game seven against the Phoenix Suns, where from the opening jump shot, he was talking trash to the Phoenix fans, and every shot he made, he was barking back and forth with the fans, every letting them know it's, it's not your night. That, to me, was a different level of cachet. That was a different – that was a that was next level supreme confidence in yourself and his game, the skill set that he has – no weaknesses whatsoever. And he's able to galvanize the troops. This guy, Luka Doncic, I want to give him his flowers. I want to give him his praise and, and understand that um, this is someone who will, uh, to me, in my humble opinion, he will win a championship before it's all said and done. I don't he know will. how it's going to happen. But some, sometime before his career is over, he will be an NBA champion. And when his career is over, we will look at Luka Doncic as one of the greatest players we've ever seen. I am firmly confident in that statement in year four of his career. Luka Doncic is here, folks. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Mike. Um, Luka's going to win uh, a championship. He might win a couple because yeah. <laughs> he might win a couple. And the reason is I underrated how good he was, too, because I knew yeah. he was this special talent and stuff like that. But you watch these playoffs, Mike. The man looked like a one-man wrecking crew. Um, what he's doing. I had a conversation with this dude a couple of days ago and I, I um and when I was talking, I was just like, if he keeps this up, this is LeBron, this is Michael Jordan esque. I'm not saying he's gonna be them, but you look at but what, what how his first four seasons have already gone, like bro, like this man could be the face of the NBA. He can be in billboards in Times Square. I mean, he's got that type of talent. He can be on Sports Illustrated. He could be a global icon like Jordan Magic or or LeBron is. Like he he's got that type of talent, Mike. Like the man is unguardable. Like mm -hmm. he, I don't think we understand. A 23 year old kid just took down a 64 win team. 
Like, yeah. that, like, like oh, a twenty-three-year-old kid just did that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 crazy. And I watched him, man. Sometimes he's too big for some guys. He uses his his handle and his IQ to get around them. If if it's a mismatch, he'll step back. If you're small, he's gonna take you on the post. He's gonna bully you. I mean, uh, the thing he did to Cam Johnson. I mean, oh my gosh, he did, uh, I know you seen that. He did the he did the Hakeem the Dream shake and then flexed on him with the snarl, Mike. I was just Man. like, Man. I like Luca. It's like that. Yeah. Like, it's it's like that. Like. Yeah, the, the man, he is a problem. I, I think the key is is the Mavs organization, um, I, I think Lucas forced their hand. They, there's yeah. pressure now. Oh, yeah. Because Mark Cuban, who's an aggressive GM who who, who, who is willing to pay max dollars to bring people in, he, he's, he's he's on pressure now because Luca needs another star. He, he needs another star and maybe another complimentary player at that. He needs somebody else, another all-star or, or superstar caliber player because the, 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 the roster that they got now isn't going to cut it um, for what they have now. Or if, if that doesn't happen, Mike, you know, we've seen Kevin Durant do it. We've seen even LeBron do it to go out and chips. I could see a scenario like that. But when it's all said and done, Mike, this guy will win chips because that type of talent, like, man, they don't, they don't grow on trees, Mike. They don't come very often. They definitely don't. And, and, and to piggyback off that point and to build off of it, when you think about the, the past three years in the playoffs, what you've seen from Luka Doncic, you can make an argument the only person that's stopped him from getting to the Western Conference Finals or getting out of the first round is Kawhi Leonard. In the bubble, yeah. Paul George was terrible in the first in, uh, in the first round against Dallas. Kawhi Leonard was, was the one. Think, think about think about this for one second, Seven. The last, uh, outside of this playoffs, the last two years, he's went against the L.A. Clippers in the first round of the playoffs. Both years, we coming in. Both years coming into those series, we expected the Clippers to blow them out, and then we looked at them like, "Wow, why did why did it uh, take a six or seven game series to go to to knock this guy off? Why did it take us a, a Herculean effort from Kawhi Leonard to knock this guy off?" Well, this playoff run shows you why it took that Herculean effort because that wasn't an average first round matchup. That was a matchup right there that you, the, Luka Doncic is someone you see in their Western Conference Finals. But you got, you, Kawhi had that in the first round a couple of times and he almost took him out both times. So when you think right. about that situation, Luka Doncic has been here. He's been coming, especially in the playoffs in those first rounds and pushed the Clippers to the seven game series. And if it wasn't for Kawhi Leonard, he probably could have been uh, further in the playoffs the last couple of years. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, three of his four seasons, Mike, already first-team All-NBA. I mean, you think about all those stuff that he's already acclimated. He's going to be a future league MVP. Uh, he might be a future finals MVP. He's definitely going to win rings. The only thing I ask of Luka is this, Mike. The only thing I ask of Luka is two things. Number one, you got to get back in shape, brother. You you got to be in shape. You got to get in shape because I know you in Dallas. They cook some good barbecue there. They, they got some good Texas Longhorn cooking and good southern style cooking you you got to get a diet and you got to get in shape and the other thing is is i don't know if they need to get uh, another dallas legend maybe jerry stackhouse maybe jawan howard um you think about uh uh um dan peard or or gary payton i think in the offseason he has to get with a defensive guy and and help him with his stance like that's that's the other thing is to mike He's six nine, six eight, whatever you want to call it, but the guy needs to be able to play defense. At, at least get in a stance, be, being able to move and sideline to sideline. Like, can he slide his feet? You got to be able to do something, and that that starts with his attrition, Mike. That starts with him cool. getting right. He that's the that's the thing, man. That's the thing. He if if he doesn't win a chip, I don't want that to be the reason why. That you, you've been known as a defensive liability. He's got to get with somebody in the offseason, whether it's with, you know, Dennis Rodman or, or Gary Payton. He's somebody that's a great that can teach him. Um, he's got to get somebody like that. I think that's the next step for him. Yep. And look, and to me, with his um, ability, uh, Luka Doncic will make that step because he's someone who I can tell year by year is working on different holes in his game. We saw this Dallas team play much better defense this year, and I saw him, I saw Luka individually actually improve from previous years defensively. He wasn't the best. However, he, he did make improvements this past season on 
on on that side of the ball from uh, his previous co- his previous three seasons. So I do see a progression on that side of the ball, and I want I do want to see a bigger leap next year. And uh, yeah, man, I just I just continue. I'm just I'm just surprised. I'm just excited to continue continuously see this guy evolve because his game is he's so skilled, Sevy. He's just so skilled, man. He is, he is, no doubt about that. No, baby Bird, man, I, it's crazy to say it, man. I, I, <laughs> the skill set is crazy, man, Baby Bird. Um, but, yeah, that wraps up our show for this week, man. Season 4, episode 14, uh, titled Do You Believe in Magic with our guy, Golan uh, Cohen, uh, available on all platforms, 18 of them worldwide. For myself, my ride partner, Michael Gray, um, we say so long for you guys. We're excited. Best time of the year, Stanley Cup finals coming up, NBA finals coming up, and uh, you guys stay tuned, and we'll be here. Hey, everyone. We're excited just as much as you guys tonight if you enjoyed this show, and frankly, even some of our other episodes as well. If you want to show your appreciation for the show, ensure that you leave us a rating and a review in our itunes and spotify and remember you can stay locked in here and connected sevipodcast.info link for the latest news articles interviews and much more and remember wherever you're listening on air or online the sevi podcast is wherever you go